0: Hi, sisters. Welcome to the Sistership Circle podcast. I'm Tanya Lynn. And today is going to be kind of a catch-up podcast with a sister who I've known for a long time. We met back in 2011 and had been evolving on our own paths. And so we're reconnecting for the first time in a while. And so I'm really, really excited because she's been up to some really awesome things. And we've got some really juicy themes to talk about today. But let me tell you a little bit about Christine Gutierrez, um, who is a leading Latina psychotherapist with a master's in human behavior and development, focusing on prevention and community from City College of New York. In addition, she's an advice columnist, speaker, author, poet, and founder of ChristineG.TV, an online hub that features psychology, Uh, psychologically savvy and soulful advice, articles, videos, private consultations, workshops, retreats, radio appearances, and television projects. So I am really excited for us to dive in. And thank you, Christine, for being with us today. Yay.
1: Excited to be here
0: hmm so yeah we've um I, I was just, we were kind of talking about when we first met at a tribal truth gathering way back in 2011 and Christy was just kind of starting her path back then um I was I was as well right I mean that was just it feels like way back in lifetimes ago <laughs> yeah. so share with us a little bit about what you've been up to and what you've been creating in the world, and then we'll kind of flow into some of these topics that we're going to cover today.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think I graduated from my master's around 2010, I think. So it was around that time, and from there, um, trying to remember... My undergrad, I took off a year after that and I started getting into spirituality and healing and wellness and I created different smaller businesses and, um, you know, I was always a healer in a certain way. I think that, um, you know, I tell people that since the time that I was a little girl, I would you know, see homeless people in the street and tell my mom, can I please talk to them? Can I please ask them what happens to their mom? What happened to their dad? And it's that kind of internal deep soul call that led me to listening and continuing to study psychology and continuing to become a licensed therapist and combining kind of this ancient wisdom with modern therapy. And so, you know, I've gotten to express that soul mission in many different ways and for me you know it it goes beyond um work and it is more of my my um my gift that i was born with right and so i have gotten to speak more right and getting to stand on stages where i get paid to talk about things i love and inspire people's hearts and connect people back to their soul Um, i work as a dove self-esteem expert now and i collaborate with brands and again people pay me to do things that i thought that i could only do in my dreams Um, i didn't know that this existed i didn't know that you could stand on a stage and get paid that wasn't something that they taught me in school and so um you know in addition to my Diosa tribe Diosa is the spanish word for goddess and um I have this amazing community of thousands of women all around the world that are just coming together to heal, to to rise, to lead together. And, um, you know, there's so much more, but really everything comes back to that root of helping people to unpack their trauma, their pain, their suffering, their love addiction, their addictions, their, you know, chaos, uh, self sabotage, and lead them back to their soul and their true self.
0: Mm, wow. And I'd love to dive into this because this was one of the things we wanted to talk about today was Okay. We're back. Um, So I would love to dive deeper into this piece around getting paid to speak on stages and how it's like, whoa, I didn't even think that was possible. And one of the things we want to talk about was money and expansion. Yeah. And first of all, congratulations on doing this amazing project with Dove. Um, So share with me a little bit about how you feel like perhaps these opportunities have come towards you. And because I know this is a big dream for so many women is I just want to get paid to speak or I want to be a representative of a big corporation. Like how have you manifested that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think that a lot of people want to do things because they think they should do things or they think that, you know, um, if they do that, they'll be successful. Or if they do that, they'll be able to Make a certain amount or reach a certain level of success. And for me, I've never cared about those things. Um, I do care in a certain way, but I mostly kept my eye on just doing the work, meaning showing up every day, doing the circles, um, you know, serving at uh in different ways in my community, surveying different women all over the world, like just doing the work. And I stayed very committed to how I could be the best healer, how I could be the best therapist, how I could be, um, how I could really help people in a sustainable way that lasts. And I think that that focus allowed me to um, bring in or call in experiences that were really aligned for my soul. So I think that, you know, if, if you, if you think you want to do it, question why, if you still feel like, you know, this is really a soul calling, I really want to do it, then I would say, focus on your work, you know, focus on what makes you great at what you do, hone into the root of what makes you special, right? Because, um, everyone has a unique gift that makes them special. And so once you know that thing, that root, that, that thing that moves you, that moves yourselves, then everything else falls into place. And so whether you're speaking, whether you're speaking to three people, whether you're speaking to a thousand people, whether you're writing a book, whether you are um, leading a group, a digital group or in-person group, no matter what you're doing, if you're connected to that root, things will come to you. Right. And I think that, um, you know, putting yourself in places where there's people that are doing the same thing as you, right. Connecting, um, with others that are like-minded like hearted, um, is the word that I use very often. And you know, what, what is it that you want to attract? If you want to attract people and opportunities and you want to be going to conferences, you want to be going to places where there are people that are going to bring you closer to that desire. And so I made sure very early on that I was surrounding myself, immersing myself. Um, and I ended up that first speaking engagement um, was unplanned, right? Like, I had a desire to work on their self-esteem project because it really lit up my soul and I um, had just done a vision board I had put a little teeny weeny weeny little dove logo there and um, I knew that I wanted to work on their self-esteem campaign and I had gotten chosen to do a free workshop at we all grow which is an amazing conference for Latina women and I got this call from the owner Anna Flores and she said Christine You know, the people of Dove, they found you on the website, um, noticed you were doing a free thing, they want you to be a keynote speaker and they want you to lead a panel presentation, like you can't make this up. And there were other people that were there that had worked with them prior and had never, ever, ever been asked to do the keynote. And for whatever reason, they chose me um, and it was aligned. And ever since then, we've been working together on projects and continue to work on bigger projects together. And it was just, it was like the right moment kind of thing. And um, and for me, I, it, it's a perfect example of how I didn't expect to do it that time. I was just showing up to do the work and I wasn't greedy about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this free workshop. Great. Now I have my vision, but I'm still showing up for what's there in the moment. And um, yeah, I feel like when you come with that energy Um, things come and not only do things come, things that are soul aligned come and Mm -hmm. things last and things feel right. Because there's many people that are leading and they're leading and they're doing these things on the outside that look great, but they're not really connected and then they won't feel good doing it.
0: Okay. So lost you for a second there. So we'll kind of rewind a little bit. Okay. Um, You finished with uh, um, doing something that's soul aligned. Okay.
1: So what's important about it is, is doing things that are soul aligned and just making sure that when you are, you know, thinking about these goals and these visions that you just show up, show up for what it is, Um, take whatever it is and give it your all. And trust that when you do that, the opportunities come. So keep your vision, but show up for what you're getting and infuse it with every ounce of magic that you have, every ounce of presence, every ounce of excellence and preparation so that you're ready for the things when they come, because they will come.
0: Mm. Oh, so good. So kind of to recap what I, a couple things that I heard is number one, you don't need to chase, you don't need to push, you do the work and the work, part of the work is in really aligning yourself with your soul and your, what lights you up and what you're passionate about and then to keep showing up. And to say yes to opportunities, like you're open to opportunities and you say yes to them and then bigger and bigger things can come your way. That's
1: it. And because really you're putting in the work, you're putting in the preparation and you're saying, you're declaring, I'm ready. And when you put in the work and you're saying, I'm ready in your bones, then ready comes to you. And this is, you know, this, this goes across the board and it's a timing thing too. Like trust your timing, not you're maybe you're not ready yet to speak on that stage. You know, trust that things take time to mature. It's like a, you know, aging process that needs to happen in your spirit. And we can't know what lessons are the ones that are meant to have flowers come out or meant to have fruit emerge. There's a lot of work sometimes that's going on behind the scenes that the divine knows that we don't know. And so, you know, I just say, you know, trust, trust and keep showing up.
0: Mm, I love that. So good. um and that's really like what I see you doing you know it's just there's a level of embodiment and um and I see you in alignment and yeah I think that's you know it's like here I reached out to you to reconnect and cuz I I felt that within you I felt your energy um and aligned with my own so yeah so powerful and That's,
1: what you just that's said. the key because like it it's it's all like it's all good. Like you don't need anything except for your health, your family, you know, like we don't need, and even then if something goes wrong in your health, it's like we are so trained in our society and brainwashed to think that we need to have these things to be successful. And I promise you, it's not true. And when you get into that space and you understand when I have a mission, this is my mission, I want to show up and serve. I'm going to serve serve however however i need to serve and i trust it's not to say that you're going to give up those big visions on the contrary you hold them there and you say i keep you safe i keep you there you're my you know you're my north star you're the goal but i'm going to immerse myself in this moment and so you know all the entrepreneurs that are listening really look at the magic that you have if you have one person i had recently and i have very successful programs that usually sell out Right. And I had this program. I did a four week. I decided to do a throwback and charge very little, which usually now my prices are higher for a four week workshop. And I thought it would be cute. And for some reason, people didn't want to pay me a little bit like that wasn't attractive to them. And um, they didn't want to do that thing in person. And one person bought it. Right. This is a clear example of a moment where at my level and at the moment of work that i put in i would be like one thing that's not worth it right but i did it i showed up i humbled myself and guess what she signed up for a thousand other things now she already signed up for like three other things and that became like i showed up with so much presence i had her come to my house because i'm not going to rent a space and spend money I had her come to my house. We did this beautiful ceremony every single week. She's coming to the retreat. She's doing one-on-one coaching. And all of that came from just showing up. And so remember to stay humble throughout the process because, you know, here I am speaking on stage and, you know, getting this book deal or whatever it is. And it doesn't matter because if that one person's heart needs to heal and she signed up and paid, I'm going to show up for her. And then look what happened. You know, so that humbleness, I think, is also a part of like that process.
0: Yes, yes. And so many women who are listening, who are perhaps leading circles or um, doing programs and you want to cancel an event because not enough women showed up or have registered. I think what we're saying today is don't. Don't. Show up. With humility, do it anyway. You never know what's going to come out of it. Never. Beautiful.
1: Never. And if you, you know, you got to think of logistics in terms of like money, if it's some huge retreat or something like that with a venue space or, you know, find a way to work around it. Offer value. Call that person. Make them feel so special. You know, um, really, really give love to that person and find a way to make it work so that you're not like hurting your pocket, but you're helping their heart.
0: Yeah. And I love that. That was so simple of, okay, we can cancel the venue, do it at my house there were that way it's not, um, costing me to actually show up and fulfill on what I put out there. Um, and so just being resourceful and being creative in terms of like how you can actually make it work, that it's not going to be a loss for you. Um, so it really does continue to feel like a win win. Awesome. Cool. I love that. So powerful. Um, one of the things that we really wanted to dive deeper into was money. Yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah. What do you, what do you want to say about this subject?
1: <laughs> well, I have so much to say on it. Um, yeah. One of them is that my, I'll share my deep limiting belief when I started was that you, I'm going to share my deep limiting belief on that. When I first started, which was you can't be soulful and make money. And, um, and it's, absolutely not true, you know, and you, in fact, you need to make money in order to be able to give back the way you need to give back. And, you know, if I have a clean heart that is meant to serve God's plan on earth, then that means that I have to be responsible for that money because I can trust my heart to put the money in the right places. So I got this download that was like, this is not your money, boo. It's God's money. And so if it's God's money, you gotta do what God wants. And God wants you to do a lot of things. So that means you need a lot of money to do God's work. And so, um, you know, when I place that power away from like, oh, it's not my money, it's God's money. And God is using me the same way I do when I get on stage. Little Christine in this body is scared to speak on stage by myself, but when I have God's purpose in me serving the voice, the mission, using my voice as a vehicle for God's words, God's language to heal people. I'm like, oh, it's not about me. So I made money not be about me. And I made it be about God. This is God's money. God has work to do with me. And I'm going to do really good things with it. I'm going to serve as I already have, right? I donate every money, uh, every month to organizations. I can do fundraising events and pull together money for big causes. For Puerto Rico, for instance, we did that after the storm, and all of it comes down to money. You need money in this paradigm in order to heal, um, and everything. To, you want to help a dog? That dog needs vaccines. So when I started to get really practical as well, I started to really just be like, "It's all good. We need the money to heal," and so that has been, you know, life changing, and also placing, you know do enough work that you feel so comfortable charging. So do free work, you know, become so excellent that you know that you have to charge because you're so faithful in how you deliver your content. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt that the people that come to me for healing walk away having transformational life experiences. And so because I did that for years for free and I still do things for free, I know the value of my work and so because I know that and because it's God's money and I have big things to do I say now. Okay, great. I can place a value on this and It may it's not about me So I leave it out and I balance that by giving back to the community and doing free things But I need to make money. So I I I have different price points to honor those realities and so I um, the more my heart grows and my mission grows, the more I want to serve the world in the ways that I've always wanted to serve since I was a little girl means that more money and money is really beautiful. And um, I would like to see as many healers as possible that are soul aligned, having money so that they can do really beautiful things in the world.
0: I love that. So beautiful. Um, and I love that because I found this as well, like some, some women who are like, but I just want to serve the underprivileged. And so I don't want to charge because then they can't afford it. And I love how you have it's like, no, if I make money, it's an and I can make money and it's not my money anyway, because I'm just doing God's work. And for those of you who aren't, you know, don't want to use the word God, replace that with whatever you want, goddess, divine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could do more. I get actually by making money, I can then also serve this cause over here. And Excellent. right now you're in Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> that's your, you know, where you're from. Right. And first of all, so a little side note, how's Puerto Rico doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's parts that are still really, you know, messed up where people don't have roofs, where people, you know, it's interesting because it's like two totally different worlds. Like if you're in the main areas, you would never know something happened, right? But that's the case when, where there's money, right? There's faster resources to fix things. But if you're in, in El Campo, in the, in the, I don't know how to say it, Yeah, like... like Countryside, countryside exactly. Yep. Then you don't have the resources and the money to just fix things or wait for the insurance to come in. So, you know, it's very mixed. There's still tons of people that are doing work. Um, you know, I, I did a big uh, uh, campaign to raise money with my friend and we were able to do a lot and we took a pause right now so that we can establish things again. Um, and then I'm going to be doing work again in the mental health kind of work now instead of basic needs, instead of like fixing, instead of providing um, resources in that way. um, I want to focus on mental health because there's high suicides right now in Puerto Rico after hurricane Maria. It's like the highest that it's ever been, Um, which makes sense because it's traumatic. So, um, you know, it's deeply painful. I think people are still suffering with a lot of trauma that's unprocessed and um, and then they're still thriving in many ways as most people that go through a lot do. Um, so I look forward to continuing to help, um, in, in the ways that, um, spirit leads me. And, um, I do my retreat here every year, my Diosa retreat. I did it even after Hurricane Maria and the place, you know, they, they pulled it together and it's, um, it's, it was beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's, it was just voted like number one place to visit, I think in the New York times this weekend. Um, so, you know, it's absolutely powerful what nature can do. And so, um, yeah, I am excited to be able to continue to do my retreats here and serve the community here and, you know, host it in such a magical place and, and access, you know, this magic of this culture.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I love that. And what I hear as well is um, for you to help uh, and you know, this is your, this is your hometown. This is your, this is your roots um, and such a close place to your heart is aligning again, back to the alignment of aligning your gifts and your talents to do what your piece is. Right. So, it doesn't make sense necessarily for you to be doing like the basic needs. Your thing is healing trauma. Yeah. So of course that makes sense. If you're going to be giving back to your community in that way, um, then to be doing the work around mental health and suicide and, and working through the actual trauma of the hurricane. That's brilliant. I love that.
1: Yeah. And it, and it, and, and, Again, this is such a great piece. I think that as we're evolving and we're moving into deeper um, realms of consciousness and, you know, and if you are a coach or you are a leader, you are healing, we all are in some way really spending time with your heart and asking yourself, like, what are the ways that I can incorporate, you know, my culture, my root and giving back in some way, I promise you that it's going to make you more money and you'll feel more deeply satisfied.
0: Mm. Mm. I love that. So true. Ah, so, um, let's shift a little bit towards your creativity and, um, you know, you're doing so many amazing things and serving these women and putting on these magical circles and retreats and doing a lot of juicy, deep work. Um, so let's talk about how you really, um, tap into and flow with your creativity.
1: Yeah, I love this. Um, well, Being in Puerto Rico, in the sun, um, in the beach, being in nature is how I get my creativity on, for sure. Um, I feel so alive and so electric um, when I'm in nature. And I do my photo shoots, which is in a way part of my work, but it's like play. And um, I get to just flow with the photographer um, and I get to dress up and play. It's like a little girl that gets to play magic, right? I get to tap into these archetypes of what I want to feel like in my photo shoot. How do I want to express a piece of my spirit so that people can see it on the external through a photo? And so it's art. Um, I take pictures of myself on my phone and it's so fun um, and I play with the images and I do different things to it and I I play and I go to the beach and I relax in the water, I bring my books, I listen to music and I write and I just flow. I write my poems, I write my book, um, I write quotes, um, I write things that I remember and I dance. I love to dance. Um, I love to listen to my ghetto trap reggaeton. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I like. I tell people that like I need that. I need that balance of like that swag and that root and that like sexuality with the like peaceful healing music. Like I can't do either. I I need to express all the archetypes of my personality. I'm a very multifaceted woman. And I like to love up every part of my archetype, you know, the mother, the whore, the, the artist, the, the leader. Um, and I find that when I do that, I'm most happy. And if I'm leaning into one archetype of my personality too heavily, I notice that I'm sad. So I try to ask myself what part of me needs more love. And for instance, I went back to New York last week after the holidays. I was in Puerto Rico and I was like, I want to go back to Puerto Rico. Um, I didn't feel like I played enough, so I came back to play.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, you just touched on something really, really big. And that is this idea of what spirituality should look like. And that we think that we have to be acting a certain, certain way. And a lot of the times with women, they think, you know, it's like this idea that feminine spirituality means being the priestess. Yes. That's it. Right. Right. And I'm so with you on actually to be a woman really in her spirituality is about embodiment, which means like playing the full range of all of our archetypes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And it means we could be listening to dirty music or in my case, it means like I started um, doing CrossFit, like the most masculine exercise I could be possibly doing. I freaking like my athlete. And like that part of me just like loves it. It totally activates and brings me to life, you know, and that's my Artemis, you know, like I'm, a, I'm very much rooted in that, um, that archetype, but it's like, yeah, how do we play this full range? And so many of us are women are so multifaceted and we think that we have to look a certain way. And again, no, it's about like being all of you. And you're, I love that, that that's, such a big piece of what you're teaching and what you're modeling is yeah i'm the freaking mother and the whore and this and all of it
1: (laughs) yeah and i think that there's a lot of um release from the shame that women feel or the feeling of feeling confined and trapped And um, for the mothers out there that are actually physical mothers of, you know, a child, knowing that, you know, there's a certain part of that sexuality that dies at first, knowing that you, you know, literally hormonally and all these changes that happen and slowly learning to reclaim those parts of you that, you know, and some women are learning how to not let that process die, not let that part of you die. Early on, earlier on. And I think it's because of these conversations. It's because of, you know, you, maybe you're not going to feel as sexy if you're like leaking milk out of your boob. You know, like there's there there has to be talks about what makes people feel and re, reframing what sexy is. Remember, why is that not sexy that, you're, that you have milk coming from your breasts when you're feeding a life? Why is that strange? Why is it strange for women to have hairy legs? Right? There's so many things that people have defined as not sexy or sexy. And that's another thing that, you know, I rock my hair. If there, you know, I like to shave, I like it better. But if I grow hair, like right now today, I went to the beach and I was like all hair. And I'm like, I rock it because my swag comes from within. And, you know, and I think a lot of us have been brainwashed. And so it's so important that as women, we reclaim all the parts because that's where the magic comes in. And if you're doing this kind of work for others, then you're a better leader when you can model that you can be many things. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I found too. It's like uh, my husband, you know, it's like with the, I've got the drippy boobs or did. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, it's like, he finds that to be sexy and like, that's my freaking wife. Who's like the mother of my child. And you know, it's uh, my children. And, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we have to redefine that. And, um, and I find too, that when we, I love that the inner swag and like really rocking it and owning it. And that's what men want, you know, for those of you who are listening, who are, are looking to please your man or, or find a man. Um, it's like to let go of all that, of what society thinks is sexy and just to be you.
1: Yeah, there's nothing, nothing more attractive, and and you, people can smell it. You know, you can't fake it. Like you can smell it. It's like a wolf, you know, hunting. Like, you know, you can smell it, and it doesn't have to be exaggerated. It doesn't have to look like anything fancy. It, you know, it's just really, you know, love and accept yourself as you are. All of the weird, crazy parts of you and phases of you.
0: Mm. Yeah. So this is a great transition into relationship and love and your readiness for love. So let's, uh, we're going to wrap up with this, um, this last theme of yeah. Readiness for love in your life. Tell me more.
1: Yeah. I feel like, you know, there's a deepening of, of love. Like, you know, when you feel like you're going to burst cause there's so much love inside of you. I remember, um, sitting on my bed and I was like, I have so much love in my body. I can't contain it, you know? <laughs> and it was like a feeling of, of a knowing that in my cells, I just, I have so much love to give now. And I think for um, so much of my life, I needed to give it to myself. And now I've like, you know, had the divine nectar all over me. And like, <laughs> I swim in that, in that self-love now. And um, it was such a beautiful process to have that moment where I just heard, you know, ready for deepening of love in all the areas of my life, like a readiness. And it's the same feeling of a readiness when you know in your bones that you're like, I'm ready to do my first work, I'm ready. But it's even more magical when it comes to love. It's even more magical when it comes to relationships, which for me, um, I had a beautiful uh, shift where I, I had this download again, where it was like the same thing that happened with money happened with love and it was just like, your your purpose, of course, is a healer, but your real purpose is as a mother and a wife. Like, that's actually my unique purpose. And for a long time, I think I judged that purpose because I thought it was wrong. And I thought that, you know, I, it shouldn't be that. And that that wasn't the main goal. And, you know, you have these theories or, you know, things, or I thought it was like wrong or bad or whatever it was. I was judging it. And I had this peace that washed over me. And it was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. And I'm ready for that. Oh my God. And it was just like, it's like this, um, when truth drops into your body, you know, when truth drops into your body, it's like goes beyond words. It's like at a cellular level. And, um, and that cellular truth, uh, guides you. And so for me, you know, right now, that's what I feel. And it's a really it's a really special place to be.
0: Hmm. You tapped into something that's really big, especially with women um, who are on purpose, who want to make a difference in the world, who are entrepreneurs, coaches. Um, Cause I was there as well, where I was like, I don't know if I want to become a mother. And there was a question mark around that and, mm-hmm. and a big judgment and a big belief that I was going to be like my mother and have to give up my work Mm-hmm. and um, and so there's this uh, there's this feeling of either like that's all you can do or that there's something wrong and I don't want to be that. yep um, um, and we, we can actually have both yeah okay, I'm back.
1: So yes. i was saying, that,
0: you know, we can actually we can actually have both. It doesn't have to be an either or, and um, and yeah, it's it's a big shift for many of us. Like, there's some healing to do around this conversation. There is,
1: and I think that I I want to start bringing that up more. I've been sharing that personal shift as well because I think that there are so many more of us that are like, I don't think I can have both, and because we know that if we don't have a model. Or someone that we know that did both, right? Usually you see a lot of women that are e- either very passionate about their career, but they've let that part of themselves die, even if they actually desired it. Yeah. Um, or someone that's over-identified with the mother archetype and has dove into their children and sacrificed their soul gifts. And But we're in a new generation. We're in a new phase and a new era. And I think that we're modeling that you can have it all that you actually can. And yes, it's life and it's not gonna be perfect and there's gonna be, but don't worry because life will give you things to worry about anyway. Like you're gonna have moments where life is not perfect anyway. So why not understand that this is a moment where maybe before they couldn't have that. They didn't have the permission, the freedom to, right? But in our generation, we are doing that. Same thing with our careers. We're redefining what that looks like. So we get to create that script of yes i do get to and actually now you know it's also like in order to bring in that you need to understand that it's possible by creating a new script for yourself and understanding that like actually so many women do it and they're fucking badass and they're happily married and breastfeeding and doing retreats and it's all good and they're just fine so we can actually do both that's me <laughs> It, and 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 you had to make that shift right it
0: yeah. was yes was not
1: it trend. we have to choose that
0: shift yeah absolutely yeah yeah it and um and I love what you were saying of it, it goes back to this like playing the full range of yes and really understanding these different archetypes of woman and to be able to play them, um, play them all or m- multiple archetypes within yourself that then create more of a balance. And, um, cause I find it, yeah, if I'm way over in one and I'm just playing mother archetype, like there's a part of me that just doesn't feel fulfilled. Yeah. And so it's, it, I think it is, it's truly a way for us as women to feel fulfilled and, um, and fully self-expressed. Yeah, when we're playing the, when we're really activating these different archetypes within ourselves. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. Beautiful.
0: beautiful, beautiful. Um. So, is there anything else that we left out that you wanna share in our conversation here?
1: I mean, I think the main overall thing that I would share to close up is, um, you know, when you listen to that place and that part of you, your soul. And be inquisitive with yourself, you know, take time to be curious about what parts of you aren't being expressed, what parts of you need loving up, um, and allow yourself to listen
0: to that soul call, that soul voice. Mm, beautiful. And do you have any, um, free gift for our listeners today?
1: Yeah. So I have all of the goodies on my website. There's many gifts there, but the main one that I'm going to give you today is, a. Uh, called fierce love now and it's fiercelovenow.com, and it helps you unpack your negative stories around love and it helps you attract but also cultivate that deep understanding of having that fierce love now
0: mm. and just one piece around that is um the self-love and the open heart and the having love literally feel like it's flowing out of you i still feel that from you so it's beautiful. So, sisters, if you're wanting that for yourself, then go to fiercelovenow.com and that link will be in the show notes. So, thank you so much, Christine. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world and just being such a role model, um, embodied role model. And thank you, sisters, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on the next Sistership Circle podcast.